You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Hi, welcome to season three of the podcast. I'm your host, Misty Little. I know it's been a longer break than I intended, but here I am about six months later, getting new episodes out to the Florida Trail hiking community. After basically producing this podcast for two years straight, I thought a month or two off would be the respite I needed. But turns out six months was more of what I needed. So thanks for hanging tight while I took time off to rest, do some other hobbies, and brainstorm where I wanted the season of the podcast to go. So how has everyone been? Yes, I am asking a two-way question in one direction. But if you're like me and listen to podcasts and kind of tend to think of the people I'm listening to as friends, then you probably answer right back if they ask a question. So podcasting, it is such a strange medium, but I do want to know how you've been. So if you see me on Instagram or on Facebook, leave a message and let me know how, how you've been, how the hiking has been going through this uh, very odd time we're all living in. So I've been fairly busy. My son started kindergarten this year, so we opted for online school for this semester. So it's been a learning curve between working and assisting with his schoolwork. And we've done some hiking and camping and, you know, tried to adapt to all of the COVID safety precautions as we could. So before I launch into this new season, I wanted to have this little introductory episode to the season to run through some updates from the Florida Trail Association, from the FT Through Hike group, and a few updates on the podcast as well. I know most folks are probably already in the loop, but if you aren't, I'd like to just get you up to speed here. And being as this season of the podcast will start right as through hiking season in Florida really kicks off, it is imperative to share some of the updates from the FTA regarding closures and COVID safety. And anything I mention here will be linked in the show notes for the episode at the podcast website, orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com. That way you can easily refer back if you need to. So there are several closures at the moment, and we'll start at the south. And the Big Cypress Seminole Indian Reservation is closed to hikers at the moment due to COVID. So when you are hiking in Big Cypress and you cross I-75, you can either stop at Alligator Alley, find a way to hitch around to the reservation, or, you know, maybe you just want to hike up to the reservation boundary from Big Cypress at the rest stop there, hike up to the boundary of the reservation, turn around, come back. If you really want to get your miles in, if you're a uh, an Orange Blaze follower, and then you need to hitch a ride around the Big Cypress Indian Reservation. Now, I don't know. Um, there are several options in getting onto the levees in the stormwater treatment areas and wildlife management areas in the big levee section before you get to Lake Okeechobee. And you know, I'm going to suggest the route that we took that was the official route of the Florida Trail in 2011. And that would be to go to the north boundary of the Seminole Reservation on the Josie Bailey Highway, which is, uh, I believe, County Road 833. And, you know, cross over that, get out, make sure you're outside of that, that Seminole Reservation. And then you could road walk, which is what we did. So we road walked on County Road 833 to County Road 835 and then walked the Deer Fence Canal Road all the way to the Deer Fence Canal and then connected to that levee walk there. And I will post some maps and links of that there. Um, I'm not sure what other people are working around, if they are just picking up the, the road walk or just road walking completely until they get to Lake Okeechobee. But I would check the FT uh, through hike group on Facebook to see what the chatter is. That would be my big suggestion there and see what people are suggesting to do. 
But if you want to go old school, see what us old folks from 2011 used to do. <laughs> I that's that's the route that we did, and I know the route is different now. It, used, it comes down into the Seminole Reservation, and you pick up a levee through there, and then you have to walk through, through the reservation. But the reservation is closed. Please be respectful and do not attempt to uh, walk through the reservation. Okay, so I am coming in with an update to what I just said. I had recorded this a couple of weeks ago and I was getting ready to post it and I did a little more research because I wanted to provide a little bit more information and because as much as I was trying to suggest this uh, option on the Florida Trail um, Facebook groups, it didn't seem to register what I was trying to suggest. So I'm gonna talk about it, about it a little bit more here and I will put a coordinate up on the on the Facebook page on the Facebook page on the podcast website, and you can you can see what I'm talking about. And even I also have the link to the Florida Trail closures, and even on their PDF for the Big Cypress, they have this you know big swath of the Big Cypress you know reservations being closed, and it's trying to tell you to re you can rejoin the trail on South Florida Water Management District property by but you'd have to get to the, through the reservation and down a road. I don't know. I, I've never hiked on that section, uh, what I'm looking at on this map, because the trail did not go this way when I hiked in 2011. So I'm I'm wary of being able to drive down these other levees that are in Big Cypress Reservation to get to the location that they're suggesting. My alternative in and what I just outlined for you beforehand is to hitch a ride or an Uber or whatever. Do not hitchhike through or do not walk through the Big Cypress Reservation. And before that Big Cypress Reservation is the Mikasuki Reservation, uh, which is on Snake Road. There's a, there's a gas station. You'll see the Mikasuki Service Plaza, and it's called Snake Road because if you look at an aerial, it's wiggly like a snake. That's the Mikasuki Reservation, and I'm going to suggest it's probably closed to walkers as well. I wouldn't walk through there either, so I wouldn't. From what I understand, you can't also hike on a highway like Everglades, um, like Alligator Alley. And so you're, you're going to have to get a ride somehow. And I've seen, keep seeing so many people say, well, I can hitch to 29 and walk these other roads. And I'm just like, if you're going to get a ride, if, if you're going to get a ride, you might as well just get a ride to the trail. <laughs> That's my theory. So the nearest point to the trail, and I mentioned going to the north boundary, uh, the north boundary of the Big Cypress reservation and then walking on County Road 846. But if you're going to get a ride and I guess pay for the mileage or whatnot, take that road in your car, vehicle, whatever, to 835. And you can, I looked on the aerial here, it looks like there's a gate there now, but it has, the gate doesn't go all the way down the slopes of the levee and the, to down to the canal. And there's a car on this aerial looks like people go fishing there's access around this like gate to keep people from driving over to the stormwater treatment areas so to me it appears as if you can walk around that gate there are some guardrails that you could hop over you could easily walk across a bridge and hop on and get on the l1 dike which i believe is what that is right there and then you could continue north to 
to Lake Okeechobee. So to me, that seems like the most logical step instead of hitching a ride west to State Road 29, doing all these roadwalks and being able to, who knows where you're going to be able to camp. You know, it, it just seems very sketchy when if you're going to be stuck at Alligator Alley and you're going to have to get a ride anyway, just plan to go to the trail. <laughs> and that would be the nearest point. I, I don't really agree with what the suggestion is on the Florida Trails page. I That seems sketchy. I don't know what's there. Maybe if you're familiar with the area and you know that you could drive a car and get through there and be dropped off, that's fine. But this other suggestion, and I'm going to tell you the coordinates, but I'll put the coordinates on the website and you can look at it yourself and decide. I do not know for certain that you can walk around this fence at all, but it is an option. I'm going to give you a second option here in a minute. So this is at 26.434032 and negative 80.947178. And this is where we got on the dike originally in 2011, because this is where it was routed. So you might as, if, you, if you're getting a ride, this is an option. And to me, on the imagery, it looks like you can get around. Now, if you can't get around there, you can continue up 835 on the road all the way to where it turns and turns into something called Hurricane Road. And then the L1 Dyke intercepts it up there. And you this is where you take the L1 Dyke north for a good ways and then around and then you catch 835 again but it, it eliminates this really bad roadway there and you could catch the trail up there which I think is going to be at give you a coordinate system uh coordinate is 26.623627 negative 80949845 so if the other option isn't looking good that would be the other option I would suggest and then you can just you're on the trail right there you walk on the L1 dike and follow it around the sugarcane fields loop back down kind of follow that road again until you're heading into Lake Harbor and John Stretch Park that is my suggestion again I am not in Florida at the moment I cannot verify this 100% this is just something for you to look into and double check with you know, trail angels, or if you're a hiker in Florida and already know the area, this would be the, my suggestion. That way you're quickly in the trail and you're not having to walk down state road 29 doing all these back roads. And, you know, some people are suggesting going around by dinner Island and that sounds great, but I don't know the camping situation. It's a lot more road walking. And if you have to hitch a ride or get a ride anyway, Uber, whatever, that would be my, my, my suggestion. And also I had mentioned something about, Hey, taking, uh, doing that North part of big Cypress up to the Southern boundary of the big Cypress reservation. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, Hey, why not? That sounds like something fun to do. Um, but you know, you may not want to be dealing with that if you're having to coordinate a ride. So, just wanted to interrupt and break in with a late amendment before I sent this podcast out into the world. I actually delayed this a few days because I wanted to um, make sure 
get you guys a little bit more information. So again, I'll put those coordinates up on the show notes for the website. You can pop them into Google Maps, Google Earth, and see for yourself and decide for yourself and where where you want to jump from Big Cypress uh, National Preserve in the swamps there and jump and skip the reservation and get on the levee walk. All right, stay safe. There are quite a bit of closures around Lake Okeechobee as well, and I'm not even going to be able to expand upon that other than direct you to the map that they have regarding closures of some of the segments on the FTA website. Some are opening at certain times next year. Some aren't even opening till March or August of 2022. So that's going to involve a lot of road walking as well there. So plan for that when you're hiking around Lake Okeechobee this winter. It looks like most of the north portion of the lake is green and good to go. It's really just a lot of work on the southern portion of of the levee there. So keep that in mind as, as you go. Uh, another section in the central area of the state is the Laura Wakaiba River Preserve State Park it has a trail closure at State Road 46 Roadwalk. And it says there's due to reconstruction of the Wakaiba Parkway, the Florida Trail is temporarily closed in the Laura Wakaiba River Preserve State Park. Again, I will put a direct link on the podcast website so you can read these uh, yourself, but it looks like it's closed through at least 2021. So that's another issue that you need to look at. And another big issue, which unfortunately it seems like the panhandle (laughs) can't recover from hurricanes the last couple of years. We had Hurricane Michael a few years ago, which was pretty devastating to the panhandle. And of course, now Hurricane Sally came through uh, this year and there's been several other little storms that have done some erosion problems in that area. And so the area around Fort Pickens has some issues. Florida Trail Association has given two options. Uh, option one says hikers may begin or end their through hike at the current furthest north accessible point along the FT. As of October 8th, this point is at the Gulf Island National National Seashore boundary in Nevere. Once Highway 399 reopens, this temporary terminus will shift to Pensacola Beach. Option two, hikers can begin or end their through hike at the Alabama border at the Blackwater section. And that's an official FT connector as well. So those are your options uh, up there. That may change in a few months by the time you know, late February, March roll around and you are looking to end your hike. But if you're thinking about beginning in the panhandle, know that those are some big issues that you're going to have to be dealing with. And of course, the big uh, scary thing in the room is COVID this year. So I just want to say, be considerate if you're planning a through hike. I, I know even if you don't take your own health seriously or the pandemic seriously, because there are plenty of people who, who don't, there are plenty of people who do. And remember that even if you think you're just a random hiker on a trail, in reality, you do represent the Florida Trail in some aspects. So any kind of negative attention does in turn reflect poorly down the line for other hikers and for those who do work on the Florida Trail itself. So the Florida Trail Association does have COVID precautions on their website. And most of it is basically checking with land managers, making sure nothing is closed, following CDC guidelines. Obviously, Please be sure to, you know, add a mask to your gear this season. They're not heavy. You know, all you grand weenies, just pack a mask, right? There are still going to be trail angels that are willing to assist hikers to town. But again, you know, just be considerate when they pick you up. Please wear your mask in their car if they ask you to. Um, it It would just be better for everybody's health in general. So I know the 2020 Florida Trail hiking season just managed to squeak by last year. 
where as you know anybody else in the AT or the PCT or CDT just really didn't get to do what they wanted to do although I saw did see plenty of people still hiking uh, on the trails just you know doing their own thing and you know of course unfortunately we're in an even worse spot number wise than we are back in the spring so this is even more of a tricky situation regarding safety wise so but I I did watch some of those hikers not care and just continue on but I did watch some other hikers plan more thoroughly a little bit later on in the season and actually went out of their way to attempt to avoid you know having to go into towns so people would stash food caches along the way and really attempted to plan a hiking route uh, that would not entail having to resupply in towns and and thus bringing risk to themselves or to the other people in the town so just kind of bear in mind like that there are people who actually are going above and beyond um and just make sure you're you know you're being safe and being mindful of everyone around you whether it's hikers on the trail or people in town and if you do get out there this year definitely wish you the very best of luck so another big thing is the ft through hike uh, group the hikers supporting hikers they're holding off on any kind of uh, kickoff this year like they usually do down in big cypress and they are not going to, going to be hosting billy goat day celebrations this year i know that's very unfortunate and kind of disappointing but they assessed the risk decided it really wasn't worth it for 2021 and uh, you know after seeing that group together at billy goat day in 2020 in person i just really i can't fathom how you could get a gathering like that during a pandemic and actually make it safe. So I think it's wise for them to be opting for that. I know it's a very, it's a bit of a bummer. If you're planning to through hike this year and you're going to miss out on that opportunity, but hopefully in 2022, it will be safe for hikers to do that again, to get together and more in larger groups. And it'll be a joyous celebration to get back in touch with our hiker friends. And I know that as I was leaving Billy Goat Day this year, I was hoping to maybe attend kickoff in 2021, but guessing that's going to be 2022 for myself. Uh, crossing fingers, right? I do have one little hiker update. LB, uh, Larry Boy from early in the spring, uh, really great guy. I got to meet him in person in January at Billy Goat Day, and he has this wonderful blog, and he ended up going out and hiking. He's actually one of the people that uh, planned more thoroughly than I saw so many other people doing. Unfortunately, he ended up having a run-in with a grizzly bear while on his hike. And by run-in, I do mean like slashed chest open wound situation that he had to actually remove himself from a remote location and get to a hospital. And so he's fine, but you know, he even managed to go finish his hike later, but I do want to direct you to his blog. I'll put it linked in the show notes. It's just one of those things that you can think you're so prepared for just about anything and then boom, something happens and you kind of have to reassess and realize like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, am I as prepared as I really am? And just thinking about how quickly just this, this hike could be going perfectly and then the next moment it's not. So whether you're on the Florida Trail or you're hiking in the Wyoming backcountry, just be thankful that you're even there to begin with because it could all go south pretty quickly. <laughs> all right, finally, just the upcoming season of the podcast. I am very excited again now that I've had this little reprieve of planning and getting excited. I am hoping to actually get a few more land managers into the mix this season to 
share with hikers a little bit more about the properties that you cross while on the Florida Trail. And of course, I'd love to keep hearing from hikers as well. And so with that, I've also developed a form on the website that you can submit a request to be on the show. So you can always email me at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com or DM me on uh, Instagram. But uh, the form kind of just lets me get a little bit more information, makes you put a little bit of thought into it if you do want to be a guest. And, um, you know, I usually reach out to hikers myself, but maybe this is a two-way street and you want to reach out to me. So I'm just trying to make it a little bit easier for folks who want to be a guest on the podcast to just reach out and contact me. And it's on the sidebar of the podcast website. And I'll also link it here in the show notes of the podcast. So I think that's it for this introduction of the new season. I am really excited to share more about the Florida Trail, live vicariously through all of you guys hiking. And until next time, you can find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, Orange Blaze Podcast, and at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com. And of course, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good places. And I appreciate any uh, ratings and reviews you leave. Okay, until next time, happy hiking.